What's your favorite scary movie? Hitting rock bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Caught you off guard with that one. (laughs) You did. Welcome back to Cinematic Protastic. I'm Andrew. And I'm Philip, stars and director of a movie called Hitting Rock Bottom. So yeah, we made a made a movie in high school and one of us in college. And uh, we'll have to do a podcast about this some other so time. So yeah, this is not about that movie. No, this is about Scream. <laughs> <laughs> it's Scream 2022. Not it's it's technically Scream 5. But it's titled Scream, and so like everywhere I've seen it referenced in media, it's there's Scream 1996 and Scream 2022. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the first one came out my freshman year of college. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what you got to do if you just rename it the same thing. <laughs> you got to differentiate it somehow. Check so, us out on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Anchor.fm. Sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> oh, no, I don't even know, remember what I was going to say. So You can scream at us through the anchor. Can't they somehow leave a voice message for us? <laughs> yes, you can leave a, leave us a voicemail and scream, and we'll put it on, on our next podcast. This is about Scream. It's in theaters right now and has proved very financially successful, critically successful. Uh, I guess critics are loving it. Audiences are loving it. And it's, you know, it, uh, is it successful because of the pandemic and, and things that are going on? Or, you know, it's, I, I'm, I wonder, would this be as successful if we weren't in the situation we are right now? Yeah, it's kind of weird. And, and it's always, it's always mentioned that January movies are usually not. It's the dumping ground for. Yeah. For movies sometimes like it won't do that great. So let's just release it in January and see what happens. So either this movie was just really good and it's the time it's supposed to come out, or there's some executive who's like, Scream 5, that's a piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the, the first one came out around Christmas, because I remember it was, it was uh, around, the, it was like a hall. it was weird, because we were like, why is this releasing around Christmas? It's like a scary movie, and, and it's not a Christmas theme scary movie it was just horror movie well let's let's release it around christmas and it obviously (laughs) it worked worked very well so i mean it it makes sense kind of i mean if you're maybe you're scary movied out for halloween and then you go into this holly jolly season and you're just like oh hugs kisses presents and i just want to see someone die (laughs) 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 <laughs> maybe so i don't know maybe, maybe that's so I, I mean it, it's releasing about a month or so after the original released and i'm I'd, I'd have to look and see about the other sequels if they were around the holidays or whatnot but scream 2022 we got to see this one just last weekend yeah and the scream franchise for me is one of my favorite horror franchises one of many, I guess you could say. There are several <laughs> that <cut> quite a few. <laughs> I, I love the Halloweens, the Friday the Thirteenth, the Nightmares, the Final Destinations, 
what are some others? I don't know. But oh gosh, I haven't thought of Final <laughs> Destination in a long time. <laughs> I saw an article about they say how the opening sequence of the second one, the highway, they said it's still one of the most tense, greatest film openings ever. And I'm like, oh yeah, it really is good. It, it is great. Um, but the Scream movies came when when they originally came out, or when the first one originally came out. Scary movie horror movies were just kind of they were kind of in decline. They they released them, they were successful because they're smaller budgeted movies historically, and so they make their money back easily. And so you can make a scary movie or a horror movie, and not a guarantee that you're going to make your money back, but it's easier to make your money back because you don't have to spend a lot to make them. But the first one came out and just blew up and redefined scary movies movies that came after it were copying the the formula for what scream did you know anytime you have a movie that does something radical it's just it just opens the floodgates for others to to copycat it and the scream franchise itself you know it 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 spawned initially two sequels that slowly you know it it's it's it, within their movies they make fun of themselves they're very aware self-aware and they poke fun at the tropes and the things that you expect your scary movie to have in them you know they they all have scenes where somebody's poking through the kitchen and they open up the refrigerator the tense music hypes up because like oh somebody's gonna be behind the refrigerator when they close it and then they close it and there's nobody there like they the, the makers behind the Scream movies know how to play on what's come before and make fun of it at the same time to a degree scaring you while making fun of themselves. Yeah, I think it pr- probably helps out that, yeah, they, they point it out and they make fun of it, and so then it's on your mind. And so then, yeah, then they're like, there's always somebody behind the refrigerator when you're not least, you know, when you're least expecting it. So just, you know, be smart or something. And then it it's, gets a laugh. Not that that was funny, but <laughs> the way they do it, it gets a laugh. And then a few scenes later, someone's walking around the house by themselves and you know that something's up because it's a scary movie. And they walk to the refrigerator and they're just not paying attention. And you've, you, it was just told you this is going to happen. So then you, you think it's going to happen. So yeah, it just plays on uh, whatever your 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 conception of of what's supposed to happen, and and then it doesn't happen, or sometimes it does. Well, and what you like when you when you say it makes you expect it, and then they do it again, you're like, okay, here it is this time, and then it doesn't happen. So then you're like, okay, they're just pulling my leg, you know? Yeah, they're you just let, let your guard down, and then all of a sudden the character turns a corner or, or closes a door and bam, there's, you're like, Oh dang it. They finally pulled the, the rug out from under me, but it's been like 10 or so years since the fourth screen movie, which the reason it's been so long is the fourth movie kind of put a, it, it was supposed to revitalize the franchise. Cause after the third movie, uh, which was successful, I think they were like, okay, we're done. You know, it's time to put that franchise away. Well, the fourth one came out, and it was supposed to be a revitalization of the tr- the franchise. It was supposed to kick off a new trilogy, and 
it didn't perform well at the box office. And so all the plans they had to continue that storyline obviously came to a halt up until 10 years later when they decided, let's, let's do it again. And unfortunately, uh, the, the creative director's mind behind the screen movies Wes Craven, he passed away a couple years ago, so he was not able to be involved. And that was another nail in the coffin. A lot of people thought, you can't make a Scream movie without Wes Craven. Now I think people are saying, well, I think you can. (laughs) (laughs) Not to to bash anything that Wes Craven did before, but the... And I forget, the, the it's a collaborative director's group behind this movie. It's not just one person. But uh, I think people are excited for them to, hopefully, and at least for me, I, I hope that it does spawn more sequels. Although, I also am scared because I'm like, how much more story is there for some of these characters? The directors, I'm looking them up right now, and it's Matt Bittinelli Olpin and Tyler Gillette. But they're part of like a collaborative. There's a, There's a group of them that I believe they have like a... And then there were there were two screen well there's two people credited as as the screenplay, and then Kevin Williamson who wrote the original three, and I think the fourth one right yes yeah he was the original writer but he's just credited as uh, characters that he created so I'm not sure how how involved he was the group or the collaborative group is called Radio Silence and it consists of producer Chad Villella. And then the directors are Tyler Gillette and Matt Bettinelli Open. So there's there there it's like a package group that was involved with making Scream. What was their previous? I think they were behind. Oh, it was the Ready or Not, which was another scary movie, but it was like a concept scary movie. I saw the trailer for it. Yeah, so Ready or Not was another kind of a concept movie about a family that once a year invites the newest family member that's like marrying into the family and they play a game of hide and seek, but it's a deadly game of hide and seek (laughs) where the, the person marrying into the family at the stroke of midnight or something to that, like there's a certain time where it starts and they have to survive for like 12 hours. (laughs) And if they survive, then they are welcomed into the family and if they don't, then they die. Why would you want to go <laughs> you know? into that family? <laughs> and I think based on the success of that film is where they, I think they got the, the, the clout or the, the interest from people to say, Hey, these guys might be able to, to do a screen movie. And they did a really good job. I think they, they caught the, the essence of what Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson were trying to do in the original quadruply quadrilogy quadrilogy and especially when it came down to the the big thing about these movies is that they're that, like you said they're self-aware and they point out the rules the rules of the movie and this one you know the first one was like what's the rule of every scary movie and they go through the rules the second movie the body counts always bigger and this and that and the third movie had rules and then and so on and so forth. And so this one labeled itself as a requel, which I think you and I both mentioned after we watched it, that we've never heard that term before. 
and I'm surprised because, especially if they're saying it in this movie, that means it's probably part of the lexicon of movie sequel language these days. Yeah, uh, it's got to be a recent one, though. Definitely a recent one, because this is the first time we're hearing of it. Not that we are all knowing of everything movie, but <laughs> we... <laughs> we pride clearly, ourselves on our knowledge. But. Clearly know a, a little bit more than most. And then they kind of go over the rules and, you know, talking about all these movies that used an existing franchise and existing actors and characters to spawn a new set of stories with different characters and you know they pointed out I, f- I forget all the movies they pointed out but the one that i remembered most was star wars of force awakens and it's that's exactly it like the movie is about ray and poe and finn but there's little bits of chewbacca and han solo and Princess Leia, as they put it, sprinkled the, in the legacy characters. Correct, yeah, are legacy involved. characters, and then also the movie itself is fundamentally just the same as Star Wars: A New Hope. Like down to the wire, somebody need, has a secret that they need to hide in an, in a droid. The droid goes off, finds the hero. And then the hero is thrust into this thing, and then they face off against the bad guy, and then there's a big explosion. I mean, that's really dumbing it down, <laughs> but that's... <laughs> that is the original script for <laughs> Star Wars A New Hope it was by written, George Lucas. It was written on a napkin. and <laughs> But that that's, that's it. You know, Princess Leia puts plans in a droid, and then, you know, she the droid goes to the planet and the plant, then they bring, meets up with Luke and then he's thrust into the thing and then he blows up the thing. You know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's an extremely simple explanation, but it's true. <laughs> well, no, they, they also list, uh, the, the recent Halloween movie. That's movies. right. You know, it's a, a mashup of reboot and sequel. Because they're bringing a sequel to an existing franchise, but they're rebooting the franchise at the same time. But it's not a straight reboot, because a reboot is they start over from from scratch. Like Star Trek with Chris Pine. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to so say it, Hemsworth. It's, it's a like, brand new... You although know, Chris Hemsworth is... <laughs> never mind. Yes, yes. Yeah, if you go back to the Spider-Man movies, there's Sam Raimi's trilogy with Tobey Maguire. And then... You know, its movie franchise kind of failed at the end, so they completely rebooted it. New actor, new characters, not a continuation of the previous one. That's just a brand new story. It opens up the door to like, okay, we might have told these stories already in this friend in the previous movies, but this is brand new. We can reuse characters. We can start the stories over. So what they're doing is they do. They they've set they've set a new movie that can have sequels of its own now that, you know, they don't necessarily have to include the legacy characters, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's still, you know, they, they, they incorporated characters from the previous four films. Um, so it was, it was a sequel, but the, they, they played minor roles. They're, they're not the main characters and, you know, Nev Campbell, who was the star or is the the face of the Scream franchise? She's in it somewhat at the beginning, like almost like a quick cameo, and then she really doesn't come into it full time till 
you know, you're you're kind of in the third act of the movie. Yeah. If you're listening and you haven't seen this movie and you're a fan, I would say probably don't listen any further because I think at some point we're going to start spoiling what the secrets are of this movie. Because every Scream movie, it's a it's a whodunit. And to, for me, I all the movies f- have been successful, and I don't know who it is until they reveal the killer, or killers, uh, depending on the movies. And... In the in this one, you know, you just mentioned the the requel or the the Star Wars analogy of how it just basically repeated <laughs> the first Star Wars movie, and thinking on this one, it it really did the same thing because it's the boyfriend. It's the boyfriend in the at the end of the first scream where everything is revealed. Well, guess what? The setting of the end of this movie is in the same house. Yeah. And that's where everybody is revealed. But yeah, it, it, it is. It's it's almost a mirror to what happened in the first movie as far as, you know, the there's no robot or secret plans necessarily. <laughs> but, you know, the, there's the there's the obvious character that that takes the place of Nev Campbell's Sydney character. And then there's the boyfriend that obviously takes the the role of of I just went blank on the character's name Skeet Ulrich yeah Skeet Ulrich's character so I liked how it, it was nice and re- it was a nice refresher to get started with these new rules that we that we were probably somewhat aware of but they'd never been called out and until this movie at least for me so it was like opening up. It's one of those things where, like, you know it, but you don't realize it until someone points it out. And you're like, oh, yeah. So it's just like they're pointing it out, saying this is not a sequel, it's a requel. And that's exactly what it was. I feel like, so just recently, The Matrix Resurrections came out. And I feel like that movie is a requel. And I kind of put both... The Matrix 4 and Scream 5, I feel like they're almost the exact same movie, with the exception of their subject matter. But the idea of them is the exact same. And Scream 5 was successful. Matrix was not. (laughs) As much as I love that franchise, there's just something about the fourth movie that's just not there. And like it had a lot of cool things about it, and it had I, I like what it was trying to do, but it didn't quite get there for me. But Scream Five, you know, it started. It's the, it's the exact same opening as the original, but it's slightly different. And you know, obviously Jamie Kennedy couldn't return because he was killed in the second film, right? He was killed in the second. Returns in the third by way of a VHS tape. So you're like. You can't really have him show up again on a DVD <laughs> yeah. or, you know, the, so there's no way for at least, uh, you know, I'm not the writer of the movie. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have the creative mindset to think of how do you bring him back and make it work. And he, and he was the one that set all the rules. He always had all, all the answers. And so how they, how they were able to, like, I think it was his niece and nephew or something that had the answers to all the questions. Yeah, they were the ones that had so the requels. It was, it was still an, still in the family, so I, was, I thought that was kind of cool. 
And, you know, so yeah, they had somebody had all the answers that was, you know, real snarky about the rules of, of movies and this and that. And, you know, like you said, once again, kind of pointing out how similar the movie is in the first one, he goes over the rules of, you don't say I'll be right back. And then Matthew Lillard, who was one of the killers left the room saying, I'll be right back. And then like, Oh, I just said it. And well, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he leaves to go get a beer. Yeah. He says, I was going to, I'm going to go get a beer. I'll be right back. And so like, it's straight up the, the original movie, but there's still other things about it. The, you know, the main character is the daughter of Billy Loomis or Billy Loomis or Skeet Ulrich's Ulrich. character. And, you know, so she's haunted by the thought that her dad is a serial killer and is a notorious, famous, well-known serial killer. And so she's trying to keep her ties to him secret. And, you know, at the end, when all this stuff's going down and it looks like she's going to get killed by her boyfriend and, and some student friend of her sister's, she turns around and is like, you know, you shouldn't attack the daughter of a serial killer. And she goes psycho on this guy to, and, and that's, that wasn't done in any of the other movies. For the most part, everybody's pretty hesitant to, to kill the person off, but she, she, she went full on out. <laughs> My thought when that scene was happening is, <laughs> for some reason I jumped to, all right, so for legal reasons, when you are talking with your lawyer or the cops and they say, so you're claiming self-defense, but there's 30 stab wounds on the, <laughs> the guy you were claiming self-defense on. Yeah. I don't know if that works. I think with the amount of witnesses, it would probably... <laughs> yes, true. It is the same, but it also provided something new. And so in that regard, it it just worked for me. Whereas like The Matrix, it did provide some new stuff, but it wasn't enough. Right. I can see that. I'm just now realizing it provided something new, but it didn't have enough of what it had. Because I, re I rewatched the original trilogy and I was like, these fight scenes, not, not necessarily that they were more flashy, but I just felt like there was more, there was more at stake in, during the fights. Like if the character loses it's a big deal and in this one it just felt like they just threw punches and flashy fight scenes together with no purpose the matrix movie yeah, yeah. i i can agree i think i i did enjoy the matrix but i can agree with what you're saying there was there's a lot of similarities as to how these movies approached their stories by symbol using symbolism from the previous movies being self-aware you know, this, this, you know, the with Matrix, you know, they were making a movie based on the, you know, previous movie. You know, yeah. So it's it's like it's completely self-aware within the Matrix. The screen movies, they, you know, they've always been kind of that self-aware, and then they, starting with the second Scream, they established a movie within the movie <laughs> <laughs> that that has continued to play a major role in all of the sequels. They, you know, there's, uh, they, they've called the films in the movie are all called stab and it's always, 
I think it's fun for fans of the Scream franchise to be like, okay, what, where have they gone with the movies in the movie universe? And I felt like the the second movie really utilized the stab movies uh, or that that universe really well. The third one, I think they were kind of still mentioned. Was or no, 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 the, the third, the third one, one on the, the set, of the, the they were on the set of a stab movie. The fourth one, they were mentioned as they, you know, they. I think at one point during the fourth movie, they go to a stab marathon where they're showing all of the stab movies, okay. but there's not really a connection. Uh, this one, I felt like it reconnected to the stab movies by using it as a plot point in the Scream universe. Fans of the Stab movies were completely disgusted by Stab, I think it was Stab 8. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, they show clips of it, and it's, it is, it is it's like completely gone off the rails. The, yeah. the ghost face has a, it's a gold-plated ghost face. And it looks more like an action movie. He's got a flamethrower and whatnot, and, and so the it's, self-awareness in this. It's kind of like Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> it started off as a kind of scary movie and then went to this weird action high action film. high octane but yeah and they and they use it in this movie as a as a plot point the 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 killers are out to have their their, their purpose for their killings is so that the next stab movie will have something based in reality for its storyline, because obviously, you know, you you've only had strayed too far. You've you've only had four s- scream incidences that the movies can be based on. Yeah, and they have you know some you know nothing has happened for several years, so they've continued the stab movies, but they've had their own trajectory because they haven't had real a real source to base it on. And so their goal was, we're gonna make the stab franchise relevant again. And then when you're watching the Scream, the the latest Scream movie, you're like, they're making a Scream movie to make the Scream movies relevant again. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, uh, and I, and it's it's just crazy how they they they're successful at completely making fun of themselves. You know, they they make fun of even the title. That, uh, what do they say? Cause yeah, Stab Eight. They're like, they don't even call it Stab Eight. They just call it Stab. Why are you calling it just stab? <laughs> and you're watching a movie called Scream that's Scream Five, but they just called it Scream. You know, it's it's they 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 work with the the meta references and the self aware very well. So I would definitely give this one two tickets. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It, as you can obviously tell, did did everything right. It stuck to the formula, but strayed from the path enough. To make it relevant, new, enjoyable, not completely predictable, even though it was going the same direction. (laughs) (laughs) And if I had a chance, I would definitely go back and see it again. And I know you have. Yes, I I did. Actually, I've seen it twice. I went uh, once before Andrew and I went. So I do give it two tickets. I have already given it two tickets. It was very well done. If I had to compare it to the other sequels, I would say it's it, it's probably the best sequel, in my opinion. And I love all the movies. I don't think any of them are necessarily bad. 
but they they definitely upped the game with this one. And I think I've already said it once. I look forward to what comes next, but I'm also that that's my biggest if anything uh negative about them is like how how many times can you make a movie where your characters are killing because they want to make a movie, you know. <laughs> and you well, know, is I, is that the reason behind every one of them? I don't know if it's necessarily to make a movie, but it's to I mean they they the 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 killer's goals are to to not be caught, obviously. Uh I mean this one they they're definitely their goal is yeah for for their story to be made into a movie and to be made famous. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I'm just I don't know how much how much more you can go that route and then again do, do they bring Sydney or Nev Campbell back? Yeah. Another time like you know, this one I thought they did a very good job, but at some point you're like how many times will this person survive? It's kind of like the 24 scenario, the, yeah. the 24 paradox. How many bad days can Jack Bauer have? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, uh, the 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 main villains of like Halloween and and Friday the 13th, you're like, they die at the end of all their movies, yet they come back. Mm-hmm. This is going to get to the, I think this is going to get to the reverse. It's like, how many times can she not die and be, and her character survive like she she can only survive so many times yeah i i will say that that there was one thing that i wished the movie did but they didn't and that was you know they brought back billy loomis who was skeet ulrich's character the the main boyfriend the main killer and his accomplice was matthew lillard in the original movie and kind of what set this one apart was that all the victims of the killer in this one were previous were somehow related to previous characters either they were the children of a previous character or they relatives of some were sort. relatives or it was you know dewey in this case got killed and then one of the characters from the fourth scream got killed and so it wasn't just random friends or or something. It was there was a connection between all the victims, and it to me was leaning towards going to leaning towards it being Matthew Lillard's character who was the second killer in the first movie. But I feel like he was kind of thrust to the side, and I think you mentioned he, you don't actually see him get killed. Whereas Billy Loomis is shot in the head. The, the Matthew Lillard's character in the first movie, he gets knocked over and she pushes a TV on his head. And they do show that there is a, a he gets electrocuted. Yeah. But it's a, it, it's, it's not a finite death by any means where the Billy Loomis character, he gets shot in the head. So you're like, you know, and, and even he, but he was certified dead in a way and then you know the the running joke is the killer always comes comes back back. so you know it could have been played off of that and so yeah i just felt like it it would have been nice and cool to have his character kind of come back so if if maybe they can do that i don't know if he was going to come back i felt like this would have been the best opportunity to do it i feel like if 
if the next movie is the one where he comes back, it'll just kind of be like, you're doing it now because you should have done it in that's, this movie. That's true. Uh, because it it is it's it's something that Scream fans have all been like, when is he going to return? But they could use that to their advantage, like they were just completely pointing out all the obvious things of this movie. They could point out it's just obvious, whatever. But then you know if they do it right, it could he could work. be the good guy. You know. So what did you think? Did you like Scream? Are you a fan of scary movies, or are you more of a Barney kind of guy. <laughs> Let us know on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and more. And until next time, we'll see you at the movies. And don't forget to check your ticket stubs. Oh,